Hi, my name is Ayumide. Welcome to the World Without People podcast, where we journey into some pretty amazing stories of everyday people. I believe strongly in the interconnectedness of our human experience, that we can color and enrich our lives by sharing and learning from our lived experiences. In this concise 30 minutes podcast, I bring to you engaging conversations like a chapter in a vibrant book designed to motivate and encourage and challenge and of course, brighten your day. My guests also get to ask me one question and there's no telling what they might come up with. So thank you for tuning in, grab your coffee or tea or listen on the go to some amazing stories of real people. After all, what is a world without people? Gosh, I'm so excited to welcome everyone to the very first episode of The World Without People. My name is Ayamide, and I'm so excited to be your host. I hope you have listened to the intro, telling you a little bit about my background, why I chose the name The World Without People for this podcast, and why I'm using Ayamide and not my numerous other names. Go check it out. But please subscribe, share, and without any further ado, I would like to welcome my very first guest, Olu Ogunlela. Olu is a life coach with over 13 years of research experience in behavioral psychology, as well as a retired pro endurance athlete, and in a field that I don't think a lot of Nigerians are in. So I'm going to first of all ask you a little bit about that. Why cycling? That's a good question. I think for me, I just it was something that I just kind of like picked up, you know. So I remembered a quick short story. There was back in secondary school, I went to King's College. There was something they called You Run. So it's kind of like a marathon that okay. takes you know, athletes from the school, I think through the mainland and island, some folks were allowed to rent bicycles and ride it. And amongst the people that rented bicycles, we kind of like formed a race amongst ourselves, okay. which I won. So I remember that, okay, it seemed like I enjoyed cycling. And when I actually moved to, to the US, I tried different sports to kind of help me stay fit. So I tried soccer, I tried basketball, I tried swimming, but nothing kind of stuck, you know. But I'm like, oh, that's true. I remember that Ikoi run that I did back in King's College, you know, let me get a, a bike, you know, and I got a bike and I was like, wow, I think I think this is my thing. And I fell in love with it so much. I, I think I felt that, you know what, I think I might be able to become a, a national cyclist, and, in, in, you know, and yeah. So it's purely passion. Yeah. The rest of the history. The rest of the <laughs> that's awesome. But did you write for Nigeria? Did you write for the US? So actually, I wrote for Collegiate, so my school. I went okay. to my school okay. for a couple of years, and I represented Nigeria at the 2011 All African Games in Mozambique. And that was fun. One of the reasons why I have you on here is because of your business called Life Rhythms, right? I'm saying yes. that right? Okay. Okay, good. And Olu is the co-founder of Life Rhythms, which basically they use your lifestyle data to kind of track your well-being, right? And you talk about us being able to achieve our goals for our health, but also in relation to our wealth. So can you talk a little bit about that? I kind of like started what led to the founding of the company Life Rhythms was I used to suffer from chronic burnout. So I think mm -hmm. I burn out like two, three times a year. I'm kind of like a workaholic. And I was like, you know what? I think this has to stop. 
you know, because it was frustrating. Because mm -hmm. for me, it took me about three months to recover fully from each burnout episode. So it was like a wow. burnt out, then about three months. So you can imagine how many three how many three months you have in a year. Four. So I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm having two of those burnout sessions that happen to recover. It's like almost like I'm, I feel drained almost all year round. So like, you know what, I need to stop this, you know. So like, you know what, maybe if I could track all my activities and find a way to balance, you know, in regards to doing the right thing, getting enough rest, exercising, you know, doing the things that I needed to do that is already like research already shows that helps people find balance and avoid burnout. If I could do those things, then I would likely be able to avoid burnout. And that led to me tracking my activities using the prototype I built. So the prototype kind of like was a combination of Google Sheets and Google Calendar. And I kind of like, you know, acted together, tracked my activities 24-7, used the sheets to provide me with insights. And I was able to, you know, avoid burnout by managing my life's activities to increase my productivity while also improving, improving my health. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, and I think this was about three years ago when I was feeling my own burnout. I had reached out because I'd seen you post about And what I'd seen that I thought was particularly very interesting was that you track it to the detail of even relationships, right? I know that you've been doing this for the past six years, tracking 24-7 your life. But why relationships? Why did you think that was important to put in there? Yeah. So there are different components of life. I call them facets. And relationships, you know, we are social creatures. That's a, that's a big element of of our well-being. You know, if you achieve everything that you, that you need to achieve, you know, you have the money, you have the fame, you have everything that you could ever imagine, but remove the relationship, like your friends and family or spouse, life will be meaningless. So in a way, people mm -hmm. kind of help give our life meaning to an extent, yeah. So definitely that is, it was an a important ingredient. And even within the app we built, Lifely app, we had to even specify between relationship with friends and family and relationship with your significant other. Because many times people mm -hmm. can bunch those two together and end up spending more time with their friends and neglecting their spouse, which is another you know, crucial aspect of your relationship. Because at the end of the day, if you go back, you know, go back home and you don't have a good relationship with your significant other, but that good relationship with your friend, that will still affect you psychologically in some way, you know? So you want to, we want to make sure that you're handling all aspects of the relationship because of all aspects of the relationship are very, very important. Yeah. No, I think that's actually quite brilliant. And my next question following that, we talk a lot about friendships and significant others, but what about mentoring? Because I know that that's not something that I've heard you talk about. And I think one area that I don't know that a lot of Africans focus on is mentoring. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about that. So mentoring specifically helps when it comes to personal development, if you just want to improve yourself and maybe your work and business, right? So each, mm -hmm. each mentorship relationship has a goal that is linked mm -hmm. towards you becoming a better person, which is which we kind of like um, put under personal development or maybe your business. Mm -hmm. Or your career you know and that's what we put on that work and business as you're aware since you have also used the app in the past yeah so we don't classify those relationship under the core relationship because of those ones are just pure relationship for relationship sake right so right. you are not it's, right. not it's not as if you are going into those settings trying to get a go from it no you just you guys are just enjoying each other's presence you just are just kind of like mm -hmm. loving up on each other 
checking out each, each other is doing well being on stuff and watching a movie hanging out basically things that don't necessarily have goals more of like a, a relaxing right. setting right so we do not want right. to put the mentorship relationship in the same facet as the relationship where those relationships are those relationships kind of like more like a self-care relationship kind of thing yeah so definitely right. mentorships right. are important and I advocate for mentoring. I think that's one of the fastest way you can achieve your goals is by finding someone who has done it in the past and, you know, getting them to mentor you to achieve the same, you know, I like to right. say there are three ways to, you know, becoming a better version of yourself and achieving your goals. One is through books. One is through traveling, improving experiences. And right. the other is through your relationship, which is your mentor, the mentors being around people, you, you know, you're to be around people you want to be like, because of they right. will likely show you the way. And sometimes they don't even have to even say anything. Just observing, right. you know, would make you see the behaviors, the habits, the patterns of people who achieve this kind of goals. So that way you can mimic those things and you would likely achieve the same goals. Yeah. Something I've been struggling with is that there's a lot of research out there saying that we should probably reduce our use of technology. We're becoming a lot more addicted to it and things like that. But technology is at the core of everything today, including the things that are meant to help your life. So like, I don't know if you know the Calm Meditation app, right? It's supposed to be something that enables you to relax, but it's again involving technology and phones. And so if I end up tracking my time on my phone, I feel like I've spent all day on my phone just because I'm accessing apps. And so I wonder what we can do, if anything at all, to kind of change that or how we can still do that and not have the negative effect. That's an interesting question slash topic. So technology is is a tool, like every tool is, is neutral, right? The God mm -hmm. is not going to do anything by itself. It's we that give right. the God the purpose, you know? So yeah. same thing with technology, right? We just have to use technology better to get the things about it and be careful not to allow technology to rule us. So obviously mm -hmm. in the tech space, a lot of the incentive for many tech founders is to increase usage, you know? So when you see mm -hmm. daily active users, monthly active users, a lot of investors ask these founders who they have invested in, what are it's your daily active yeah. users? You know, how long are people spending on your mm -hmm. app, right? That is right. what determines the value of some of these companies. And as a result, they mm -hmm. need to figure out ways to make people use the app more so that way obviously they can keep impressing the investors and raising their next round of investments so as a result right. of that cycle they found ways to tap into our primitive nature to make us addicted to these devices so in mm. a way actually i don't blame anyone if i see someone right. say, oh, i'm on instagram 10 hours a day you can't really blame them the yeah those Many of these apps are designed to do, you know, to get you to do that. that. You just have to be right. disciplined enough to say, you know what, I'm going to put a time limit on my time on some of these tools and limit it to maybe like one hour a day so that way you can do something mm -hmm. else. Another reason why I even yeah. built the Lively app itself is that so people can see that this mm -hmm. is actually what's going on. Because many times we are not right. aware the amount of time we're spending in some of these apps. Because time mm -hmm. flies when we are having fun in right. some of this, some of our favorite apps, you know. But by tracking, right. we are more aware, you know. We increase our level of awareness, and as a result, we can be like, you know what? Doing this will not enable me to achieve my goals. So as a result, I need, right. for example, maybe I need three hours to study. 
but I said I'm spending four hours on social media instead. If I reduce my right. social media hours to one hour, then I have three hours to study, you know. But sometimes we don't know, but tracking enables us to be aware. And once we become aware, then we can now make changes and stuff. Yeah. So go back to, to answer your question. I think technology and neutral devices, how we use it determines, right. you know, the outcome. But we need to be disciplined enough to ensure that we are being mindful and aware of how we use some of these apps and technologies. Yeah. I like that actually, because then I've been making the problem the app. So whereas it's still just about me, the user saying, if I'm using Calm app, I don't have to be distracted to go to Instagram, for example. All I really need to do is I know that, okay, I'm spending one hour on meditation and this is a tool that I need to use for meditation. That actually makes sense. But I want to go back a little bit to life rhythms because I feel like we haven't talked about it a lot. There are three things you say we all need to achieve success. And then there are the four life facets. So can you talk a little bit about all those things? Let's talk about the life facets. So there are 10 life facets, which we kind of like subdivided into four, right? So mm -hmm. on that foundational facets, there's physical, spiritual, personal development, right? What we realize is that there are apichemicals that, we re that is released in our body when we perform some activities, e.g. exercising, you know, praying, meditating, reading a book, writing down our goals, journaling, you know, there's obviously endorphins, where it's released for some of those activities, tosin, you know, there are about four apichemicals. I'm trying to listen if I can remember all of them. Endorphins, oxytocin, dopamine, and... Uh, serotonin? And ser and serotonin. Serotonin? Yeah, those are the four. Yeah. So, those... When apichemicals are released, in a way, we see them as fuel. So this is proven mm. based on research. They're like things that fuel us. Just like when you eat an healthy meal, you sleeping, mm. you know, those apichemicals are kind of like positive fuels for us. So the reason why we mm -hmm. felt that those activities should be foundational is that we realize that a lot of people that burn out don't do enough of those activities. They end up doing mm. the next, which is the professional facet, more of those, you know, Walk, 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 go home, watch TV, relax, and go to bed and do that cycle again. As a result, right. work is zapping the energy because of when you're doing work, you actually, that's almost like an energy extraction. It's like a car drive being driven. Right. But you're not going to mm -hmm. the fuel station to fill up. Yes, you sleep. Mm. Yes, you eat. Those are fuels too, but they are not enough to get your fuel all the way to full. That, so, so in the right. way, you start running on negative energy and as a result, you start to burn out, right? So we realized that mm. if people build potentially a morning routine, morning routines, right, around their exercise, which is a fitness, eating healthy meals, sleeping, spiritual, which is prayer, meditation, personal development, writing journals, reading a book, if you can do that on a daily basis, you would have more energy in your fuel tank that would help you mm -hmm. achieve more without burning out. So those first three are right. the foundational facets. The second two are the professional facets, career development and work and business. Career development, basically, a student mm -hmm. going to school, you're taking a course, you're attending conferences, all those are things you do to develop your career, right? Then you have work and business, which is work if you have a nine to five job, business if you have an entrepreneur, and Finance, basically, you finding ways to invest some of the income generated while you are working or while you are running a business, right? These are the professional facets, right? So we feel, we, we said, like, you know what? 
this facet, and this is another thing that we want people to 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 be aware of is that we don't want you to just do things for the for the sake of doing it. You know, you will need to be aware of the mm-hmm. outcomes so that way you are prioritizing your time appropriately for the season of your life you're in. Yeah. So back right. to what I'm saying, professional facets are those three things. And that's how you make money and that's how you pay your bills and stuff like that. The next two right. is the relationship facets which I mentioned earlier, which is Relationship, friends and family, and romance, which is transferring with your significant other if you are married or, or dating someone. And the final is your personal facets, which is community involvement, things you do to give back, because we have a better sense of self and accomplishment when we give to give back to our communities, and fun and adventure, which is us basically exploring our world, exploring ourselves in different ways. So traveling, you know, mm-hmm. taking, going and, you know, spending quality time with, your, with yourself, doing things that you enjoy, you know, personally enjoy, you know, without any, anybody involved and stuff like that. Yeah. So what we realized is that people that did all those things or find time to do all those things have a higher well-being and are less likely to experience burnout. And that's why mm-hmm. we built the 10 facets of life. And even as a coach, I kind of like help coach people to develop a lifestyle that involves that, that includes all 10 facets of life, where you are potentially doing something within each 10 on a weekly basis. And that's a lot of things, mm. you know, but you have to find a way to strategically manage your lifestyle in a way that you can do an activity of two or three in each facet to help you achieve your goals and many times the amount of time you spend in each would, would define each season right so for example if you're a, a, a mom you just add a kid you likely spend more time on relationship than someone that is single right. you know if you just got married you're likely going to spend more time with your senior other than when you were single you know so different season in our life determines the amount of the things we prioritize in each season majority of the time you likely see that you need to spend some time in each of those areas to achieve your goal and experience optimum well-being yeah awesome i'm gonna take you back to something you said but first of all the three i want you to talk about the the three key things the mindset because there's a way you you kind of wrote it i want you to talk about that i call those my my guiding my guiding principles right so personal my guiding guiding Ah, principles And I think it's something that some people should emulate because it enables right. you to have a systematic way of going through life in stages and achieving your goals, right? Because many sometimes people drift mm-hmm. through, through life, right? You just do whatever mm-hmm. you need to do at that moment to fulfill whatever need that you feel is most pressing at that moment and you move to the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, let's say you are broke. Mm-hmm. The most pressing thing right now is for you to get a job and get some income in, yeah, maybe job. a business or whatever. That is your core focus and you're not doing anything else, right? If you have a mm-hmm. job now and you know money's not your problem, but you're single and you feel you're a married age, that now finding a spouse now becomes mm-hmm. the main thing and you know. So for me I felt that the guiding principles being intentional, being accountable, being self aware is something that has helped me tremendously to in improving myself. And I think in a way it accelerated my improvement. So I usually like to say, be as intentional as an athlete, right? Because of an mm-hmm. athlete knows that the time will come in the, in the near future 
I need to perform at this event. So they're eating, they're sleeping, they're exercising. They are very, very intentional. So I like to say, be intentional mm -hmm. like an athlete. And I'll say, be accountable as a coach, right? So yeah. a coach is always checking to see what's going on, right? Account a coach helps mm -hmm. you become accountable. So basically say that have a right. mindset that you are almost like self-coaching yourself and be accountable mm -hmm. to yourself in all you do. Because if you are intentional right. with, this is what I'm meant to do when, and you now go back and say, let me coach myself. I say, did I do what I was meant to do? Then you're likely going to be mm -hmm. achieving your goal. Then the last one is be as aware as a monk, right? So a monk, the monks mm -hmm. are known for meditating and reflecting, you know? So mm -hmm. if one you have said, I'm going to do A, B, B or C, you have checked to ensure you're doing it, and you're now going back to reflect on the results that, you mm. know, of what you have just done, you will realize that, okay, right. you know what? This worked or this did not work. This is I need to change. That is I need to improve to achieve the goal I want to achieve. So, so in a that. way, if you do those things on a regular basis, which I usually advise people to do on a weekly basis, because many times people don't reflect until they fail. People don't reflect until they start feeling pain, right? People don't reflect until they go to mm. the doctor and the doctor says, you have, if you don't lose 20, 30 pounds, you're going to, you know, you're likely going to, you're not going to be in this world or this, on earth in the next three years because of your, you know, your numbers are moving in the wrong direction. You know, many times people wait for some kind of super negative report to come in before they, they reflect. Mm. But guess what? If right. you reflect every week, E.g., you get on a weight scale on a weekly basis. You know your you know your mm -hmm. weight is going to the wrong direction. So that way you can say, okay, what can mm -hmm. I do to get this in the right direction and start changing? You don't have to wait three, five, ten years down the line when you are extremely obese and now the doctor is the one telling you that you need to you need to make those changes. Yeah. So that's the guiding principle. Yeah, no, that is brilliant. You you mentioned about morning routine. And that part, I really am struggling with. Like, I, I believe in 100% what you're saying, that it is most likely the essential part of what it is that I need to change in my life. I'm just a better mm -hmm. night person. And obviously, because I'm a better night person, it's also affecting my sleep. So I'm then trying to fix the, the sleep first so then I can wake up early. But I'm really struggling with that. So what's your advice for people? How do we change that? So usually... There are different, there are different, let's say different approaches I've seen online. You know, some people are like, oh, it's okay. To, you know, if you're a night person, be a night person. I try to adjust everything around that your night schedule. Some people say, you know, be a morning person. What I've realized when it comes to being consistent in regards to having a money, I am doing those three things, fitness, you know, personal development, spiritual activities and stuff. There's research, I tell you, there's research out there, right? There are a lot of books, you know, on, I think there's Miracle Morning that talks about right. many times in the evening, we are tired. So if, 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 you, if you research, when is the best time to exercise? You see people will suggest morning than evening because usually evening we're tired, morning we're kind of like fresh, you know. And exercising right. helps you build more energy long-term. So you might be tired after right. that initial exercise session, but if you keep at it, Next over the next couple of weeks and months, you realize that you start gaining, you're, you're feeling much stronger, you know. So it's just like, you know, mm -hmm. and then like when you go to the gym and you exercise, you're basically stressing yourself to a limit of break, then you sleep and recover, then you do it again. And the time you sleep and recover is actually when you build your muscle and your muscle gets stronger. 
when you go do it again mm. and you continue that cycle you get stronger and stronger and stronger yeah but usually what happens is that a lot mm. of people since the normal employment hours for majority of people is nine to five by 5 p.m they're mm. tired so it's difficult for them to now say i want to go to the gym exercise and that's why doing it in the morning is better because of you will find a way to push through mm. after your workout session your work activities that you try to push right. your work activities your, your exercise session after your work activities yeah so there's research out there that says right. it's better to do it in the morning i've been morning routine and i've been routine yeah some research will say stick to your evening routine some research say that you can you are a human being human beings can change as long as you you right. continue to put in the efforts you've continued to work on your mindsets you know, because mindset is yeah. another, another very important thing. If you don't put yourself in the right state, mental state, your mindset is not in the right state, you are not going to likely achieve any goal. Right? Another thing that people like to say is mm. if you don't have a good enough story of why you need to change, mm. you're likely not going to change. Mm. And obviously, the mm. things you do towards changing is not the last thing, which is the the system, right? So there's something I was, mm. I attended a Tony Robbins uh, session a couple of days ago. And he said, there's the state, which is the mindset, there's the story, which is what we, we tell ourselves, mm. you know, and there's the systems, which are the things we do towards achieving the goals. And many times, even I myself, are found, I'm guilty of this. I am someone that I have spent several years figuring out the systems that we need to be, excel. And that's why I came up with the life fast mm. and everything. But I started realizing that even I, where I struggle to achieve my goals, they were because of my state, my mindset in that specific mm. area wasn't right. ready or aligned to me achieving that goal. And also the story that I told myself in regards to <laughs> why I needed to achieve those things or why it was important that I needed to achieve those things were not dialed in yet. And as a result, although I had the systems to change, I struggled, you know. So what I would say is that maybe you should look at your mindset in regards to it, you know. So maybe someone might be like, oh, I know that I'm a nice person, da 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 that's a mindset that continues to reinforce you being a nice person. So at the end of the day, if you try to right. change, it's going to be difficult because at the back of your subconscious mind, you're like, I'm a nice person, you know? So you just shine at <laughs> night. So maybe that might be okay. some of the things you need to stop telling yourself from the mindset to perspective. Hmm. Then the story side is right. like, you might have to tell yourself, like, you know what? I really want to be exercising regularly, but I have tried so many times. And with this, my evening lifestyle is not working out. These are the reasons right. why I need to exercise. You know, I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want to, you know, drop my cholesterol levels to this level. I want to be able to live above 80. And they say, if I don't change this, I might not, you know. Those are the things, stories you tell yourself that would kind of like motivate you more to say, you know what, I need to turn off this computer at 10 p.m. so I can go to bed and hopefully mm. wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. to go to the gym with the body and stuff like that, yeah. So... Those are the things I would say you might need to fix. You know, you might, you might already be working on the systems and that is failing. Right. Where you might need to really right. go back and work on is your mindset and the story you tell yourself about why you need to change. And you might realize that the systems will just kind of like flow on its own. You will just find yourself doing the thing you need to do. And it's going to be like almost overnight, boom, you have become a morning person, you know. Whoa. So you never know. 
So I, this is my, this is my, I, I want to say promise, but this is my challenge to myself that again, by this time at the end of the year, I am that morning person. I have a morning routine that is on fire. And like you said, I look good. I feel good. And that's the most important thing. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. Just like you'll tell someone about a great book you read, please don't forget to share this if you enjoyed it. Connect on IG and Twitter at TWWPCast and get details on the website at worldwithoutpeople.org. And hey, remember to make loving others the story of your life. Until next time, this is The World Without People.